0: Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way.
1: I'm Eric Gunther.
0: And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And here we are back again. So this week, The Bachelor, um, the new season of The Bachelor premiered. Colton Underwood is The Bachelor. And that was a heavy sigh from one of you. (laughs) sigh. Who was the heavy cypher? from? Eric. Oh, that was definitely for me.
1: No. Oh. I don't, I don't care one way or the other. But I mean, I know that you had been talking about, the, I guess, the interior designer or one of the producers. Who was Yeah, that? So
0: I
2: started looking for this because I was wondering how, after the wildfires in yeah, November, mm-hmm. um, right I on. wondered if everything was back up to snuff with the mansion. I know the mansion wasn't affected, but part of the grounds were, so I was just trying to see... Um, what's up and I came across this um entertainment weekly story that had an interview with the designer the production designer on the mansion and it was pretty I thought it was pretty interesting I didn't know that they make it over every single
1: year season season. yeah but based on you know you guys' deep knowledge of the show do you like the decor in the home
0: no you don't why not no I think how do you feel (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I, like con- I like conflict i mean it can't always be that you guys agree you guys have well, to say well okay
0: actually i'm gonna say great. i'm gonna oh, say change your stance no, no no i'm not gonna change my stance i'm gonna give my honest opinion but i'm going to preface it by saying rachel i know that you do like spanish architecture and i think yeah. this house is like has that spanish ar- architecture is that right yep yeah, like I do like the outside of the house,
2: but I'm I, talking. I think, more
1: of the decor.
2: Mode. The
0: right? Now. I'm exactly. So the architecture is beautiful. The house is amazing. It's in Agora Hills, um, which is like the valley of of uh, L. A. Um, it's a beautiful giant mansion. You've probably seen pictures. I think the decor inside is very ugly. Um, <laughs> Do
2: you think that every season, or does it change from season to season for you? Though
0: no, I think every season, um, because The Bachelor has this like specific decor style. Of, what would
1: you What would you call the style? I mean, if you had to dub it, you know, or put a name on it, is there any one name that it goes with, or is it just a kind of a mishmash?
0: Pier One Clearance Section. Okay. Oh, like, um, all
2: right.
0: That was a burn. Dark, dark wood, really heavy dark wood. Mm-hmm. Dark brass, jeweled, it's very tones, ornate. Yeah, very there ornate metal, an ornate metalwork. Um, yeah, lots of candles.
1: Of course, the candles. Lots, yeah, so many candles.
0: Lots of like ornate mirrors with like woodworking and. Mm. Um, not my taste, not my style, and I. Th- I think that the Bachelor. I think it- that said. I think the set designer does an excellent job, <laughs> um, <laughs> crafting like a persona for the for the Bachelor set because she even says in this interview like they'll go to a location when they're like abroad and they'll bachelorize it, and I totally understand what she's talking about. Like they'll put like all these little ornate touches, the pillows, the like poofs, and like they'll they'll bachelorize it, and I. So she's done a great job of making this like signature style for the bachelor decor. Um, mm. I just think it's ugly.
1: So Rachel, you like it or you're you're more pro? I mean, I, I it's fine that you guys disagree. I, I prefer that you do disagree. Well,
2: I don't know <laughs> that we disagree, but to be uh, oh, you do. Um, hmm. I to be honest. I guess I hadn't really noticed it that much, and to the point that I didn't realize that it was redesigned every season. Okay. So I didn't know that they designed it for a bachelorette and then a bachelor, and that there's a billion layers of paint on the walls. I just felt yeah. like it was kind of always... The same. Ornate. Maybe they switched out some throat pillows or something. Right. There's elements that I like. Like, I'm looking at the photo in this Entertainment Weekly article, and there's mm-hmm. a couple things that I like, but I... I do agree with Natalie, sorry, Eric, that all of it together is just too much. Mm -hmm. Like this particular photo, the drapes are heavy. The rug is heavy. The furniture is heavy. Everything is very...
0: It's so dark and heavy, totally. And maybe this is, I don't know which
2: season this is for. Maybe this is for Colton's. Maybe this is like the, or maybe this is um, for Becca's or somebody. So that like they thought this was fitting for men to live in it. To be clear for anybody who doesn't know, this is a real house owned by real people. The Bachelor doesn't own Mm -hmm. it. It's owned by this guy named Marshall Hardin.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Yeah, Hardin or something harridan um Her- marshall harridan yeah that's marshall harridan
2: and he um just allows and probably gets paid a pretty penny oh, yeah. um the bachelor to come in and shoot when they're shooting so and i guess he's totally okay with his house getting made over a million times a year but mm-hmm. anyway oh and it's interesting natalie is that everything looks like it came from pier one clearance section mm-hmm. um the set designer did say that uh, they do purchase some things, but she claims that 80% of the stuff is custom made. We could find something at a flea market or an antique store and rework it. So mm. does that make you feel any better about the hideous decor?
0: It makes me authentic. feel better. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's more authentic. And it's didn't she also say that there's a big storage unit somewhere that's housing like 22 seasons of bachelor oh, yeah. furniture? Yeah, <laughs>
1: Here's a question. Would you if they had a bachelor, bachelorette auction, would you garage sale, Would you buy a piece <laughs> of furnishing just uh based on its uh you know, provenance?
0: I wouldn't, but I bet those things would go for so much money. I bet yeah. there's I bet, yeah. The fans okay. would want to get a piece of it for sure. For sure. I
2: would, I would have liked to stroll through that uh that, that yard sale. Locker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just to see. But uh yeah, Rachel and I will Rachel and I will be watching I'm a little bit more
2: attention next week and look at the decor and we'll report back. Okay. Yeah, I'm
0: like, I'm definitely going to notice it more. Thank no. you, thank you, thank you.
1: No, thank <laughs> you,
0: thank you, thank you. I remember last time you told us that you were going to talk about or that you were going to watch Marie Kondo.
1: Yeah, Natalie. So after we recorded last week, I went on Twitter and I searched on Marie Kondo and I found a lot of people organizing their homes. And I saw a lot of people with piles of clothes on their bed. So I said, oh, heck, I got to watch this mm, show. So me. I went home <laughs> and I watched the first three episodes. Wow. Um, yeah. Need some progress. I find it fascinating and I find it uh, an interesting commentary on interpersonal dynamics between Mm -hmm. couples and then also just a comment on the amount of stuff we all accumulate. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So that's that's where I'm at.
0: Which couple do you think like had it the worst, or were just like, oh my god, like cover your eyes? Out of the three that you've uh, seen the three
1: before. that I watched, I think it was the second episode, the kind of the the empty nest couple, yeah. um, where the woman had three rooms full of clothes. It's kind of undeniably <laughs> bad. Yeah, yeah, she was, you know, the verging verging on hoarder. You know, I don't know, if verging is the right word, but uh, <laughs> definitely
2: in hoarder. Journey. Yeah,
1: and then you know, with the the, the Christmas basement uh, and christmas decor mm-hmm. everywhere and then the husband with his baseball cards um i wasn't sure in the relationship because it's fascinating to me like you know in the relationship who is the one that's you know is it that the husband is lazy or he doesn't really care or he's just leaving mm-hmm. it all up to her you know it, i just find the interpersonal kind of like dynamic fascinating
0: yeah it I- was interesting with with both of them like I Like when I first saw the woman, I think I was slacking you, Rachel, and I was like, oh, God, she's like trying to smile through this and like laugh through this. And she's like, yeah, "Yeah, everything, you know, it's everything's crazy and everything's messy, but it's okay. We've been together. And like I think she specifically (laughs) said, yeah, and she specifically said, like, we've been married for 40 years. So like if we don't if we want to come home and just don't want to talk during the evening, like I'll go up and sleep and he'll watch yeah. tv and yeah that was a little sad that we don't was, have uh, to talk and you know was... <laughs> no big deal and i'm like oh good. Yeah. i mean there's
2: there's a, a niceness to when you're comfortable enough with somebody that you don't have to say something but it didn't seem like that was what she was saying it was like yeah. you just want to be left alone <laughs> I was like, totally oh.
1: Yeah. So I, I like the fact that by the end of the episode, I mean, you know, it's a reality show and they have to, you know, I don't think they're going to end it on a sour note, but, you <laughs> know, know they, they did. it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it was great that Marie Kondo was able to come in and kind of, uh, you know cut through the clutter as it were <laughs> mm-hmm. but but um
2: she's real into the boxes geez. and i am on board with that i do i keep thinking about going to home goods and buying them but i wonder if there's been a run on organizational supply. there's a story idea. like home goods and target probably aren't gonna have anything
0: yeah let's contact someone at home goods or target and be like have you run out of boxes for organization? I think so.
2: <laughs> Every Instagram story I've seen from all my friends has, you know, carts full of organizational supplies. Just, right? Yeah. Everybody's watching the show and inspired to do something.
0: No, me too. Like multiple people were like, conmaring. Like I post on Instagram and like I saw, yeah, a bunch of stories like conmaring my life. I stuck with it. I think I'll probably finish it till the end. Do you guys think you'll stick with the series?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm definitely, I, I I like I say, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so Did yes, you watch I, it
0: with your wife, Eric?
1: Of course.
0: I wish I had somebody to watch
2: it with. You're talking about watching it with your wife, and I do. Mm. I, this is not like a, all oh, woe is me, but I feel like it would be more <laughs> interesting to watch it with somebody. Natalie, are you watching it alone or with your husband? Oh,
0: alone. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, we can watch it together is, over yeah. Slack.
0: We <laughs> yeah. often do that with we can be uh, condo buddies yeah, there's, a
2: and lot it's, of there's a lot to unpack there's a lot to unpack we should there's do a like a
0: hangout and... and then like record it in real time and then <laughs>
2: oh let's do it
0: should we try that I, I, would, I would be down like this weekend or sometime to do that yeah. not me oh eric you said no <laughs> <laughs> eric's not on board <laughs> fine rachel and i will do it and then we'll have it as like a little segment
1: like I say, it's it's one of those ones where you pause it and you say, oh, what's going on here? There's a lot – you know, It sometimes there's a lot to unpack, mm-hmm. you know, just based on when you see, two, you know, a couple dealing with stress or dealing with clutter.
0: And I like that they, like, show it too. I think right. we mentioned this a little bit last episode, like – they the cameras show these like conflicts between the couples it's not like you know it's like airing dirty laundry literally and figuratively
1: <laughs> we, we we didn't even talk about boobies but no I, I, <laughs> boobies
0: like, from episode Oh my one. god, oh, my yeah, god. Kids.
1: that was uh wow and then you know the whole like we you know we hate the whole babe thing like you know babe, babe,
2: hey, babe. Hey, babe. hey babe eric put it a really good way he said. It was interesting because they, by the end, they would ended up weaponizing the term.
0: So it starts out with like, babe. Hey, babe. Hey. And then hey. by the end, it's like, babe. Babe. Babe,
1: babe you well, can't like do in, that,
0: babe. It's like the dinner party episode of The Office. Yeah,
1: exactly. Michael and Jan. That's what I was trying to think of. And that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I think yeah,
0: you, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's like that. Babe, babe, how
0: about you put away the neon sign and we'll talk about it later when everyone leaves.
1: Okay, I don't
0: babe. know, babe. <laughs> I don't know, babe. I like it. I think it looks good up there. Super passive aggressive.
1: Yeah. It's just uh, th- that, Those those two. Yeah, there's a lot of babe, and we can't stand that, so there was a lot of you know pausing and making fun of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, that would be fun if I weren't alone.
1: Oh, here Aww. we go. Here Rachel, here we go. let's do it, and let's record line. it. I think we should do it, and then
0: record it. I think that'd be hilarious. Okay. okay. Um, speaking of hilarious, yeah. one of the yes. weirdest... <laughs> One of the weirdest stories that we saw this week, uh, which we didn't take too seriously, but we thought it'd be fun even. to talk about. I can't even either. Um, <laughs> the doorbell licker. There is a doorbell licker, and he is a apparently, large... <laughs> I, I didn't click into the story, so I don't know you the didn't. facts. Um, you guys will have to catch me up, but apparently, there's a man who is licking doorbells.
1: Yeah. So, in a neighborhood. That's
0: pretty much the crux of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't where where need is to this, know this happening anymore. though? Is this like, I need to know if this is near me. Like, do yeah, it's, it's actually, it's, it's actually, close,
1: it's actually closer to us. It's in, in Salinas, <laughs> which is probably about an hour south of us. Oh
0: yeah. It's like central close California. To California. Like, yeah. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's a, a guy who was just, you know, everybody, not everybody, but in, in the suburbs, a lot of people now have the ring or the blink Cams And so you see a lot of front porch footage, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: package thieves throughout the holidays, package thieves actually throughout the year. Uh, but they do tend to catch things that are a little odd, you know, people just walking through your neighborhood or a dog or a cat or, you know, something that you wouldn't normally see because you're not always looking out in front of your house. But then they catch Things like this, like mm. a guy sitting, not sitting, standing in front of a doorbell and licking it for three hours.
2: Three hours—that's 180 minutes of straight licking. Yeah. Um, apparently, what type of drugs was he on? Like bath salts, man. PCP, some yeah. good stuff. Gosh. Um, so apparently the uh, news station that reported this, KION, reported that the homeowners were out of town when the licking occurred, but their children were home, which is awful. The family notified police when they found the video
0: in their home security system. Oh, yeah. my God. And um, have they caught him? Is he still at large? The licker is still at large.
1: <laughs> I don't know. If that, is he still at large?
2: When this, was the star, this broke the story published? Yesterday. So...
1: Well, they have they have him named, so the, the gentleman, the liquor is named, so they yeah. know who it is. Maybe they.
0: His name is Roberto they, Daniel Arroyo, thirty-three. Yeah,
1: they've, they've mm-hmm. identified the individual. Um, the security cameras also caught Arroyo moving a, moving an extension cord to the front yard and relieving himself. So
2: he's still being hunted by police, according to the news stories I'm reading.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's not just like. I, yeah, uh, the less the less said the better. You have like, no words. Yeah, I, I what can you say? Uh, 3 hours of licking anything uh, which is TMI already.
2: I Wouldn't your mouth get pretty dry. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Did he bring sure. bottled yeah.
2: a bottle of water? Yeah. What's door, going on? a
1: doorbell and for no apparent reason, I mean, I he, sure, he, he had his reason. Well, yeah, I, but I guess it's it's got to be bath salts or PCP or something. It's
2: Three hours. I just, I want to know the logistics and the science behind this. Maybe I should do an according to
1: science piece on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that they just, you know, pried that thing off their wall and threw it into the trash and never spoke of it again. Yeah, he's uh, he's really going for it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quite something.
2: Do you have any workout equipment in your bedroom?
1: Oh, no. Definitely not.
2: (laughs) Do you have a desk?
1: Not in my bedroom, no. What? I feel
2: like that's a pretty common thing to
0: have.
1: A desk in the bedroom?
0: Yeah, that woman on uh, Marie Kondo show.
1: (laughs) It's not common in 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 my house. If she
0: has it, then everyone has.
1: (laughs) I think, I mean, don't the experts say, I mean, you guys would know better than I would, but don't the experts say you need a space separate from your where you sleep
2: you know what i'm getting work? to it eric okay I, I
1: don't know i don't know what you're <laughs> leading into but I, natalie
2: I, do you have workout equipment or a desk
0: oh my gosh bedroom? no but i want a peloton so bad my best I friend's have, girlfriend just got one and i i'm so jealous so
1: don't put it in your bedroom
0: eric cause... took my
2: punchline but yeah that's that's pretty much the crux of a story that we worked on this week about things in your bedroom that are stressing you out and you didn't realize it um So we, we went over, uh, we talked to the experts first of all, and we looked at some studies and I think everybody probably knows that, um, certain things are stressing you out in your bedroom subconsciously, like clutter, um, maybe not soothing paint colors, things like that. But there were a few surprises in here. I thought I was surprised, I guess you were not Eric, that you should not have a desk in
1: your bedroom. Yeah, no, I, I. I mean I don't like I say I have not read your story and I'm sure it's Thanks. Awesome? Yeah. <clears throat> Rude. <laughs> Rude. Yes. I'm sure it's awesome but yeah no I mean I just know from reading advice in the past the the idea is that you need to separate your work life or you know just even whatever random you know side hustle you have side going at home <laughs> from your your bedroom right i mean isn't that the idea
2: well yeah and i did know that but i guess i always thought it was sort of confined to like your laptop and stuff like that i just figured you know having a desk or somewhere to sit would be okay but the experts tell us no um being near a space with any kind of unfinished work can disrupt your sleep and make it harder to relax um and get to sleep and kind of turn off that side of your brain right is that Um, just
0: because you you're like worrying like oh what work do i have like if your workspace is in your bedroom yeah it's just sitting
1: there you know almost not staring you in the face but kind of just mentally in your space and the same
2: goes for that peloton that you want not um in terms of anything that would induce guilt or make you realize oh crap i'm not using that so mm -hmm. um you know for the new resolution makers out there it's a new year new you but uh do it somewhere other than the bedroom
1: okay Whoa. well
2: hey <laughs> oh hey. Hey, hey
1: um
2: and then i guess you guys probably know all electronics are bad i you have a tv it. in my bedroom yeah
1: do you? i mean i do yeah we yeah. have a tv we don't we don't really use it that much anymore i mean we use it like you know i know my wife uses it like when she's getting ready or whatever you know but we don't use it necessarily at night wait you know, then I mean, why we, do you
0: have it in your bedroom? well we
1: we just so we can, if we want to. I mean...
2: <laughs> so American.
1: I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, you know... Uh, this is going way deep into our psychology. And <laughs> I, I, you know, my wife likes having a TV in the bedroom. I get treated to episodes of Sex in the City just about every
2: every morning that's how she gets ready that's that's how yeah. you get ready
0: you're lucky eric that's wonderful
1: um, no. maybe that's
2: why your fashion sense is so on point
1: <laughs> yeah, right fashionista
2: <laughs> uh, and channeling your inner carry yeah
1: right uh no i oh god when, when i hear that oh, i just, <laughs> I, just uh, I, I, I can't i to uh, throw the tv out the window <laughs> throw oh, a dundee at the tv
0: i've got such an image of this oh gosh Do-do-do. Do-do. Do-do. <laughs> Ugh. Ah.
1: god Enough that is an
2: earworm man Ugh. um tell me do you have nights i assume you both have bedside tables
1: are you asking me yes uh <laughs> we do
2: I don't know if it's surprising or not, but one of the things on the list was inadequate nightstands can stress you out subconsciously Like if they're oh, yeah. wobbly or rickety or if they don't have enough storage, um, if they're cluttered. And I know mm-hmm. mine act- actively stresses me out because it has no storage. It's just a little table. And so all of my stuff ends up piling on up on the top, like yeah. anything that I like drinks and makeup and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bills, paperwork. What are you doing in bed? <laughs> doing She's doing her bed. bills. I'm paying my bills. Girls girl. got to do it. On I'm my doing. laptop in bed while watching TV. None of these things I should have in the bedroom. So I'm breaking so many rules.
0: Eric, does this? Does this just? Gross you out. I sometimes get a snack and bring it to my bed. Yes. Just, oh yeah,
1: he I hate that. I'm not. I'm not a big believer at all. In <laughs> so sometimes
0: in the plate or the paper towel will be on my bedside table.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. No, no. Or sometimes
0: I, I'll drink a beer in bed.
1: Oh, oh my god.
0: <laughs> wine in bed, it's the best.
1: I mean, I like drinking wine as much as the next person. I mean, you I never love... I
0: don't do it in bed. wait. You've no. never had a glass of wine in bed.
1: No, what am I going to drink wine in bed for? It, it is,
0: is the best. The no. ultimate luxury. <laughs>
1: No, the ultimate luxury is sitting in the backyard drinking a nice glass of wine.
0: Oh, well, for and those of us who don't
2: have a backyard, thank you. Oh, oh, yeah. And way to rub in the fact that you've got a
0: backyard. Oh. Yeah, a beautiful yeah, backyard. Oh, so, wow.
1: Yeah, I'm a big baller. I have a backyard.
0: <laughs> big baller <laughs> so, brand.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you just take no, that I, glass of wine, you take it to the shower, shower, and
0: then you take it to no, bed.
1: No, don't agree with eating or drinking shower in, wine in, in, in bed. <laughs> Call me a Puritan. Uh, oh my gosh! I, so I, much conflict. I don't. Uh, I don't agree with eating or drinking in bed.
0: You're not a puritan. You're just not living.
1: I'm. I am living, honey. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to know. So, Natalie, mm-hmm. how would you define a bungalow? Like in your mind, what do you, what do you picture?
0: First thing that comes to mind. So, bungalow is a type of architecture. Um yes. I okay. would say Okay, you're, you're on the right track. <laughs> it has a uh sloped roof that comes together at a point. Okay. Um That's specific. A, I would say there's a porch. Okay. Typically is there in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of I'm picturing craftsman style, so Yes. Okay, um... these
1: are all good things. How how big are you picturing? Are you picturing say oh, like I'm, a I'm... two two bedroom Three bedroom, I'm
0: like a two bedroom, three bedroom situation. Yeah, yeah, very under at under two hundred or under two thousand square feet. Definitely, I'm thinking like twelve to fifteen hundred square feet.
1: Yeah, I mean, because that that that's the the common. That's you've you've kind of hit on all the high points of what a bungalow is, and you know what we commonly refer to as a bungalow. This week, we took a look at actually homes that we could classify as. Jumbo bungalows. Whoa. Yeah, these are homes jum- over. Jumbo. Jumbo. Yeah, jum- 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 yeah, <laughs> let's not ever homes, say that again. Let's never say that again. Yeah, these, these homes are over 2,000 square feet and uh, they are bungalows, but they're larger. So we found homes in Pasadena and Seattle. Uh, Charleston even had a bungalow. um hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if Nashville. If we found anything in Nashville's
0: Nashville. got a lot of bungalows, but yeah. I don't know if they're jumbos. Jump,
1: no jumbos. Yeah, that. So one, when, yeah, go ahead.
0: Was there a specific threshold um when you were looking for these? Was it like above
1: two thousand two thousand square, square feet? Fe- uh, above two yeah. thousand. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And
0: what's what would you say the average square footage is for these?
1: The For audience. the ones that we've picked, probably yeah. around 2,500. We have like nine okay. nine bungalows that we've uh, highlighted this week, nine jumbo bungalows, mm. that is. And uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, right around 2,500 square feet. There are There's one in Chicago that's over 4,000 square feet, and it's also Whoa. one of the most uh, affordable. It's 539,000. I think it has a huge basement, mm. uh, if I rem- remember correctly. It's a cute brick bungalow. I mean, uh, you know, these homes have a charming style, and they, you know, like you, like you mentioned, Natalie, with the front porch. Uh, the, all of these homes pretty much have like a really cool front porch area where you could just sit and watch the world go by, kind of Drink
0: thing. your glass of wine.
1: Drink my glass mm-hmm. of wine, not in bed.
0: Which one is cool. your favorite,
1: Eric? I'd say the one. Well, the Pasadena one is nice, but I'd okay. say the one in Dallas. I love the look of the one in Dallas. It's kind of uh, it just has a, well. There's also that blue one. Oh gosh, I, you know mm-hmm. my mind. Is <laughs>
0: up, oh, oh, oh,
1: my mind cool. is changing as I'm looking at them. I the like the one. one in yeah, the one the last
0: one in Dallas is really cute the
1: Dallas well. one has the most inviting front porch. Let me check out of...
0: the Dallas one. Oh yeah, that is adorable. It's so it's and, it has like white trim. It's like light yes. blue. I disagree. I think uh,
2: the South Pasadena one has the most inviting front porch.
1: Okay. Like well, the I mean, work you like the stonework, yeah? I mean, in this this house is from like nineteen, what is it, 08? So it's it's older. So yeah, it has you know great you know craftsmanship and great okay. handiwork. Um, most of these homes do. I mean, they're they're really cute, cute homes. And so, Natalie, if you were looking for a bungalow, eventually you don't have to limit yourself to two or three bedrooms. You can find a jumbo bungalow.
0: I love that. I love this style of house. Um, I'm often drawn to. Older homes. I love the idea of buying an older home and fixing up the interior. So this yes. this is a great yeah. roundup of homes, Eric.
1: Thank you, Natalie. I I, I, I have to uh, thank you for your compliment. I will take it and uh, <laughs> I will do uh, nothing with it.
0: And it shows that there's these types of houses all over the country. It's not just yeah. limited to certain pockets. No, so, no. Um, house hunters sale. and they and ordinary,
2: these so
1: yeah they're for sale.
2: For sale. If you're interested, you can you can, you can buy, buy one. one. Yeah. Go to realtor.com/news and check out our story on Jumbo
0: Bungalows.
2: You jumbo check bungalows. out the listings. Um see if one
0: fits your fancy. let mm-hmm. Let's move on to our final segment. Uh a segment we cover every week is winners and losers. Let's start with our loser this week. Eric, um I see here that we've decided <laughs> <laughs> that because last week we pulled the curtain and revealed that I already know who the winners and losers are. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so uh, you do, yeah. Wait. Get um, out of here. So this week our loser is Kirk Hammett of Metallica.
1: Yes, uh, oh, wow. Natalie moan for Kirk
0: Hammett. <laughs>
1: Enter Sandman, no buyer was entering the well. picture. Yeah,
0: nice. <laughs> very, very close.
1: something in uh, a miss. I know. I'm sorry. It, so th- <laughs> this house, uh, yeah, Kirk Hammett just cut the price of his San Francisco home from 13 million to 11.9. So knocked about a million dollars off the price. I hesitate again, as always, to call anybody a loser. Uh, this isn't, you know, this isn't a losing situation. He bought the home. For much less than what he's eventually going to sell it for, he bought it, I believe, somewhere in the five or six million dollar range. So even with the price cut, he'll still make out. Uh, it's a gorgeous home right in, in the Sea neighborhood in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and uh, has amazing views. He sold a home right next door to this one last year for, I believe, around twelve million, mm. and uh, this home is equally as gorgeous. So. Again, hey, with the loser tag that you make me put on people, Natalie, I don't agree do you, with it.
0: Okay, I have a question. Do yes, you think you are going to get in trouble for calling these people losers? Yeah, do you think they're going to call you up? Do, and do well, you I think like the real estate agents are never going to work like, with you again?
1: <laughs> I just don't like the karma of calling somebody a loser that's not really. But they're
0: just they just lost in real estate. Uh, he he, he cut a million dollars
1: week. off the price of a home. Yes, right. he lost. Yeah, he the, he is a loser in that sense.
0: We're not calling him. I mean he to, we are calling him a loser but it's more yeah. of just a label based we could re- rebrand, re-brand this. it do you want yeah. to rebrand this uh, no no i love your celebrity I love, um,
1: I love your winner and loser labels let's, celebrity let's
0: uh deals price deals price, price deals. cut price cut loss or some yeah. people
2: who did okay and some people who did great in celebrity real estate but, but they're, they're not actually
0: that. but but they're not but they're actually, not actually losers bad. so and it's don't totally it fine
1: <sighs> okay. Anyway, Kirk Hammett, you know, uh, cut the million dollars off the price in San Francisco. It's a gorgeous home. I hope somebody ends up buying it, and uh, we never have to call Kirk Hammett a loser again.
0: And then our winner is someone that we probably all know. He's definitely an A-lister. Um,
1: who? Who? Who is it, Natalie? Who is it?
0: It's
2: you know too. You wrote
1: I,
0: none you? other
1: than. No, I did or, not. No, you it. didn't
2: write it, but you know,
0: um, it's Maroon, Maroon, know. Maroon Five frontman. The voice judge, Adam Levine.
1: He's a real hunk.
0: He's a real hunk, and uh, he just bought Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's home. I almost just said Jennifer Lawrence. Um, ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's home, who were officially divorced. Uh, he bought their home for $13 million below the asking price. Um, wow. What, what, what was it's the final sale steal. price, Eric? The house is
2: listed for $45 million, but... Old Adam, he got it for thirty-two million.
0: I mean, that's a steal if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So the house went on the market uh, around June of twenty fifteen when um, Ben and Jen announced that they were splitting. uncoupling when they were splitting, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. and they have yet they they hadn't found a buyer, um, and it's forty-five million dollars. It's a big house. I mean, this is a beast of a house. And it was uh-huh. originally, um, I guess, Gregory Peck owned it in the 40s. The actor Gregory Peck, Brian Grazer, the producer, owned it um, in 92. He bought it in 92. And then he sold it to Affleck and Garner in 2009 um, for $17.55 million.
1: Adam Levine already owns a multi-multi-million dollar mansion in the Southern California area, right?
0: We can confirm that. Adam Levine now owns two houses over thirty million dollars in the Los Angeles area. Um, yes. The one he bought back in March twenty eighteen for thirty five point five million, and then this new one, which belonged to Ben and Jen, for thirty two right. million.
1: Yep,
0: it's good to be Adam Levine in terms of in your terms of
2: pretty much everything
0: financial status. <laughs> like my God, how much does he make on The Voice?
2: i don't even know
0: that's insane I mean, yeah are you a big maroon 5 fan rachel
2: you know it's interesting um i <laughs> is
0: it <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding
2: i uh went to college with a girl who knew them and so oh i i'm like i was one of those obnoxious people who like knew them before they were Maroon five that's um, pretty cool they used to be called I believe they used to be called Kara's Flowers. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought I was super cool back then when I, before they kind of hit it big.
0: They write a lot of songs that are like, you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, oh my God, this is such a bad song. But then mm-hmm. you're like, uh, they're, they're recent stuff. They're like, oh my God, you hear on the radio. Oh God, this song is so it's annoying. Terrible. And then you keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And then you're like, Oh, I, I,
2: kinda like, like it. I guess
0: I kind of like this. And then before you know it, you want to hear the song on a loop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's how it goes. Thanks, Maroon 5. Thanks, Maroon 5. And thanks, and Adam, Adam Levine, yeah. for just shocking us and stunning us with your uh, real estate portfolio. Because, damn. Super savvy. Damn. Damn.
2: Damn. damn.
0: Okay, well... It's time for us to go. Um, okay. <laughs> thank you so much for listening in. Uh, and Eric and Rachel, thank you for this lively discussion that we've had. Thank you, yeah. Natalie. Have um, Listeners, if you want to read these stories, see the pictures of the houses that we talked about today, uh, you can check them out on realtor.com slash news. Um, if you want to hear more news about the podcast specifically, stories that we think are interesting, follow us on Twitter at house party pod. And uh, you can reach us by email at podcast at realtor.com. All right. Have a great week. We will catch you later.